This is Pastor Troy. I hope you're doing well. We are wrapping up season two, but you know what that means? The best of season two. Here it comes. It's coming right at you in just a minute, but don't worry. We're in the studio. We're getting ready. We're getting things lined up, and very soon we'll be unveiling season three of On the Dock. In the meantime, you can go back, watch season one. Check it out. It is fantastic. It's not outdated. Go catch it. And now we're in season two, and get ready for this best of season two episode. with Pastor Troy and we're back on the dock. We're going to have a great time. We got a new couple in the studios. You're going to love it. But out on the dock.org, you'll find us dropping podcasts every Tuesday and Thursday. And we're all about conversations to propel your faith out of the shallows and into the deep or around the cottonwood table and ready to go. You've heard the song. We want to get off the dock. We're going to get off and fire off good tonight. But hey, you can find on the dock at several different platforms. We're on eight, nine different platforms, but mostly we'd like to see you on YouTube. Subscribe, hit like, notify. So we'll know you're a part of the team there. Also on iTunes and Spotify. Also, you can find us on Google Play, Facebook, Roku, Rumble, and SermonNet. And we have a social media presence on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram. Do you know we're on Getter too now? No. Yeah, we're on Getter. No, we're I know. Getter. Yeah, we're on Getter. So when you find us, hit subscribe, like, notify, do whatever they say, the punch buttons or whatever. Do all those things so we'll be popular and tell other people about us. If you want to be a partner of the show, we'd love for you to go to Patreon, download the Patreon app, or go to the link on On The Dock and become a partner of On The Dock. And there's ways in which you can partner with us. There's four levels of partnership, three levels of partnership. So if you want your... Ben tried to put Kroger product on our table before the I broadcast. tried. You yeah. can't, they're not partners of the show. So, well, they're not a level one, level two, or level three, or level four. If they were level one, I, I would let it slide. The, product placement's at level three. The checkout lady kind of slipped me a 20 before I came here, so. If you'd have said that, I might have cut it. <laughs> Four levels of partnership, three levels of sponsorship. Come join us, be a part of the show on the doc.org. You can email us if you got questions about any of this thing or you just want to find out why Ben is like he is. Email us at info at on the doc.org. We'd love to talk to you about that. And if, are, you, if you can figure it out, let me know. Yes. <laughs> Send his pastor. 27 hard years yeah. of trying to figure this yeah, out. Yeah. Well, we're in the studio here. We got a full studio today. Golly, we got some people everywhere. We got my partner, Ben. Ottolini at the table here. You're on the right side today. Ottolini. Ottolini. Gotcha. Manja. Got Lucas Winkler across there, our techno wizard. He is running. Are you on camera today? Yeah. But you're not on mic. Man, he's, he's a good on camera. Guy. Hey, but we are ordering. Listen, we have ordered two more mics. So Lucas, he when we only have three, we put him on mic. But now he doesn't have a mic, but he's got camera. Now Beth is over here in the studio too. She has no camera. She has no mic. She is an unseen person unless lucas does some magic to, for her to be seen but normally mother there, oh, there's mother beth. mother beth's in studio b this is studio a. by the way jared this is studio a okay this is studio b this wall we can turn everything around and this black wall can be studio c for stand-ups next to that tv monitor so 
highly usable studio. All in one. Mother Beth, we, Beth, we wouldn't let her be with us today. She's forced her to stay in Studio B. We're working on getting two more things, so we'll get, you know, we can get her involved. But she's in the room, so Mother Beth, uh, I'll put her picture up since she's in the room. She's technically in the room. There. Hi, Mother Beth. Hi. Hi. <laughs> she was not <laughs> expecting to be put on camera, and I'm not in trouble, Lucas is. <laughs> We're doing our Worship Leaders of Southern Illinois series. It's a on-the-dock super season, season two super series. Super, super. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> Somebody had to. Uh, you guys ever watch the guy, the super, the guy on TV that does the what was that guy? That's the guy, I, the Abarbajan guy. What's that called? Wilderness, the, wilderness cooking. cooking. Yeah. YouTube, Google it. Wilderness cooking. Right. There's this former military stodgy guy. I mean, big dude. He has this incredible cooking show. Very quiet. It's very serene. And at the end, they may say nothing. Most shows they say nothing, and then at the end, he just looks at him and goes, "Super." So, great show, great show. Go watch us. So you're with us, worship leaders of Southern Illinois. We're featuring in our studio. We got Jared Mitchell, worship pastor, the Rhodes Church, North City, and Mount Carmel, Illinois, and Carlinville, Illinois. You got a new Dang. location? Yes. How long has that been there? God, so it's it's actually at a at a temporary location right now. Um, but we're excited about. Well, here's what we'll that. do: between episode one and two, we're going to be doing three parts with you. We'll fix all that. Because I know the person that does the graphics. We'll get it fixed. Our graphics people will just come up while we're having coffee and tea luxuries and they'll fix all this. So you're at Carlinville too? Yes, Carlinville. Yeah. I mean, you guys are like, I mean, I mean, that's kind of like, I mean, crickets. I mean, you're really putting out there. So North City, Mount Carmel. And Carlinville. Carlinville. Mm -hmm. Praise yeah. the Lord. I yeah. Mean, that's great. Okay. Now, he, you're not by yourself in studio. You brought in your lovely wife, Hillary Mitchell. Hillary, yes. you, it says, I know you've been a worship leader. I know you <laughs> are a singer because I heard you singing earlier. You could flat sing. And I know you write some songs together. And she hails from Destin, Florida, which is probably my second favorite place on the planet. You're just saying that. No, I love Destin. I love that. I, I grew up in Destin. I love it. She's actually yes. from Destin. I just vacation there like the rest of the Memphians did four or five times a year. Oh, yeah. Everyone's like, people live in Destin, Florida? That's what I Well, said. my mom did. You know, my mom did. My, my, my stepfather still lives there. Mom died there. You know where, you know where my mom's buried? Her ashes right past the point of the pass out in the water. Mm. We took her ashes out and scattered wow. her right there. That's where she went. The other half of them are at Apalachicola in the water out there where the oysters are. That'll make the oysters really sweet for you. Yeah. Yeah, the locals so, just aren't out there when everybody else is No, there. the locals can't get anywhere. No. Yeah, they, they run the locals out. They, they take cover. They take cover, very <laughs> much so. But you're from you're from Destin. Well, you guys got to tell me, you, so you're married. You've, not been, you've, you've only been married like three years, right? Three, four right. years? Yes. Did COVID make you get married or something? I know. This was, we you're pre-COVID. before. Yeah, right, because I saw it was like 2019. Yes. So, yep, yep. so we made it through COVID, so our marriage is going to last forever. You got married, so and, then you got married yeah. and then were forced into basically two years of just being stuck together. Right. Gosh, yep. that, that'll tear you apart or make a marriage really good, one or the other. Right. That's a honeymoon phase right there. Well, three months prior to COVID, we got pregnant with our first child. I see that. So, okay, yeah. let, let me bring this up. There you go, family photos. Yeah. Oh, hey. I've been. You guys have a great looking family. Well, great yeah. looking family. He's the star of the show. Let's right talk. There. Let's talk. Let's talk about him, Ben, for a bit. All right, man. Great looking. You can see the. the, the, the what what's the what's the boy's name? Noah. Noah. You can see Noah's got a little dad going on in that right picture. I, oh, I like yeah. That. oh yeah. But mm -hmm. he's he's definitely more cuter like his mom. But in in the, in the <laughs> Disney World picture, you know. And then and then. I, the Christmas photo, I love the Christmas. I, I'm assuming that's a Christmas photo on the left. 
Yes. Because you've yes. got like Christmas stuff out. He's got yes. that yeah. pose down. He is. He's a picture boy. He is. He is he he's got to be. He's got to be. Yeah. Where is the upper? You're at Disney World at Epcot. Disney. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. That's where they put all the wall up. <laughs> right. When I was there last time, they had a big wall up. Yes. Yeah. Ongoing. Man, you guys got a great looking family. Thank you. Uh, and all that stuff going on. Just do me a favor. Let, just give us a little bit of information. Tell us a little bit about um, yourselves. You know, what's going on in your lives right now? Just give us a little bit. We've got three shows to get more in. Yeah. but Yeah. Well, we've been um, at the church uh, in North City, the roads, for three years. And I actually grew up at the church. And so um, moving back to where, you know, where I'm from, my roots, and then bringing Hillary here has um, been, been cool to introduce her to a lot of people that I grew up with and um, just build those relationships again with my pastor and um, get, you know, spending a lot of time with family. So it's just been really a family-oriented time since we've been back. And um, so we're, we're just excited for what God is doing in yeah. in our lives and we actually honestly well i mean maybe i'll speak for myself but i didn't you know wasn't planning on doing um ministry full-time ministry and so it's something that god kind of just called us right into and um it's been an exciting ride so far and um excited about building our family we're expecting another one and another little girl or not another little girl right. the first little so girl. you have a boy and a girl when it's all done this is great yeah yeah, yeah. So we're we're excited about that. Four D ultrasound, go do it. We did it yesterday. Gosh, yes. we our, we our our daughter in law is having a child in sometime in September. She's thirty weeks, and it was the most miraculous thing I've ever seen. We her, yeah. when Beth and I did it, I mean, it was like a chalkboard where they kind of put little dots up, <laughs> and you go, "This is your child." You you can't really you go, "Oh," and it just looks like white dots on black. black. I mean, yeah. yeah. And then they go, well, it's going to be a boy or a girl. And you're like, how can you tell? There's just dots, you know? <laughs> I mean, I mean, this one yesterday, we could see the hair, the face, the skin mm -hmm. tone, the lips. Mm -hmm. It was so cute. That's Fingers, awesome. you know, everything. It's the best. Oh, yeah. So you need to go do that. It yeah. was, oh, yeah, and then they captured it. the heartbeat and stuck it in a doll. We have a little, little like, like a bear with the, or Ezra, her name's going to be Ezra, her heartbeat in it. So that's so cute. That's mm. amazing. Yeah. That's so that. You got to do that. What's the place called? They didn't pay for this, but. Beauty and her bump and Marion. Uh, we, we'll send you a bill for this advertising, but it, it, I, it was worth beauty and beauty and her bump. It was so, it's, it's a private place. Lady runs it herself, has her own ultra, just phenomenal experience. Mm. And, you know, cool. When you look at that, I, I mean, we, we're, this video is on the other side of the Roe v. Wade decision. I don't want to get you in politics yeah. at all, but, but you, you see that picture, you have no question mm -hmm. that life mm -hmm. is precious. Right. Absolutely. And I'm so glad that our nation's starting to go a different direction. Yeah. Now we pray for our state. Yeah, <laughs> we pray, pray for our state and, and knowing the fact that we're going to have potentially a center that would destroy life in Carbondale. I don't know if you know that where you're coming from. We did just find out about yeah, that. that they yeah. were gonna open we're, we're doing everything we can to stop it and praying against yeah. it. But, but if everybody would go have a full 4d ultrasound, you would mm -hmm. understand mm -hmm. it's a whole different ball game. You mm -hmm. know, it's great. Mm -hmm. So right. congratulations guys. Thank uh, you. Tell me a little bit about, I'm going to bring your graphic up. I forgot to show it to you. This is the Rhodes church. I went on and got their graphic from your website. Got a great website. Thank a, you. A very good website. It doesn't mention Carlinville though. I know. I know it's very new. So we, it, we haven't had like, are you just doing your, like your beginning meetings, your, your core group? We've like unofficially 
launch. So yes. yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm a church planner by trade. I, I started multiple churches before I came here uh, in Highland and Waterloo and different places. I've coached churches. My doctorate's in church development evangelism. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've been involved with a lot of that stuff over the years and coaching other churches. Just great model you got here. And we've done soft launches and then work to your hard launch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause yeah. the office building we're meeting in right now is about, I think it holds about 70 and we're got about 50 right now. So we're waiting until we find the location to Fantastic. kind of to fully launch. We'll, but. well, we'll try to get this adjusted for you so we can get promoted <laughs> for the next episode. Yes. Uh, but so your church is meeting in it's a it's a multi campus site mm-hmm. church. Are you doing are you doing are are you are you doing one live worship at each of the places? In Mount Carmel, we're doing live worship, and then um, North City is is our. Uh, video stream, video. streaming is, location. It a stream, is a streaming video yeah, yeah so it's, we stream the video of the of the message to mount carmel but you have live worship at mount carmel uh-huh yes. so you're doing live worship at both places but you're streaming in the message what are you going to do at carlinville same thing that's the plan right mm-hmm. now they're they're streaming the whole thing so you'll have to put are you putting together the worship team for both places do you have multiple worship leaders so uh, you're, no you're, I, yeah I'm, I'm putting those together so yeah. what do you do do you buy do, do you bilocate yourself and and you just you're here at 10 30 and then you i'm also you know in the bible that one guy was with the guy the the, the Philip was with the eunuch and baptized and he beamed out. Right. So do you beam back and forth in the name of the Holy Spirit? No, I have a personal <laughs> helicopter actually that I take. From, uh, no, whatever you want. Whatever, hey, whatever. Not. Hey, Batman does what Batman does, you know? So yeah, you'd have to have like a pole. Yeah, we, we actually just bought an Apache. So this yeah. Is, this is, yeah. Oh yeah. This yeah, awesome. cool. yeah, you need that. Yeah, when, when we started the location, the second location, um, about two years ago in Mount Carmel, um, it was actually an evening service. So we were we were doing both for for about mm-hmm. what six to nine months maybe. So we were yeah. doing two services in the morning and then doing evening service in Mount Carmel. Um, so you were doing everything then, and then yeah. you I, you developed a team and something. Then yeah. you could, yeah. yeah developed a team, and now we kind of bounce back and forth. You know, once or twice a month um, at at the Mount Carmel location, but we live and my office is in the. In Do you the have North enough enough depth? now that you're going to be able to take your Carlinville people and go there? Um, we're planning on building the team there. Building Sa- Same model. Yeah, yeah. same well, model. What time yeah. is your worship service there? Um, they're meeting at 1030. Wow. And Mount Carmel's meeting at 1030. Man, you're going to have to get like a jet. Right, I know. <laughs> Move to a G5. It's almost three-hour drive. So. Yeah, it's a long yes, drive. it's a yeah. long drive. Yeah. yeah. Right? So it's going to be the Lord. Either know, that or leading very that. strong catapult. <laughs> I mean, I'm into catapult. Missile launch, yeah. missile assist catapult. Yeah, that's probably more likely right there. Yeah, very much so. Very cool. Uh, on your E stuff, I, I see you, you, you've got an E church going as well. You're doing mm-hmm. Facebook, you're doing YouTube. Uh, we're doing some of that same stuff as well. Are you are you using, are you are you recording that? I'm asking because this is in my pastor series, so I have to get your pastor in here. Hopefully you go back yeah. and tell me you enjoy this because I have a whole pastor series that we did last year. Yeah. Yeah, I'd yeah. love to get him in, He's get, awesome. get his wife, and we'll talk about them in a minute. Yeah. But, but. Are you based, is your e-church, your live service, are you guys pre-doing your message and, and using it in the services? How are you guys doing that? It's our live service. It's your live service? Yeah. yeah. Well, ours is too. Ours yeah. is too. I, yeah. My friend Shane Bishop that does Christ Church in Fairview Heights, he's got multi-campuses. So he actually tapes his service on Thursday, but he does live at one of the venues. He's mm-hmm. live. That's but cool. then the other churches are getting a Thursday version. But he's mm-hmm. always, he's his whole career, he's always gone in and preached his entire message on Thursday, he, he gets his notes done and he goes in and preaches it. So wow. he just started recording it, and then they would use that mm. for the tape uh, places. So it's kind of a different model. I I, I couldn't do that. Shane yeah. can preach to an empty room. I, Lucas, did they do any of that while you were there? Or, yeah. No. 
No, it's Shane Church. So they literally tape him on Thursday and then do it. And then, you know, he, he, he does move around where he's going to actually be live, but they'll use that. So that's cool. Yeah. It's a cool method. I, yeah. I couldn't do it. I tried when it took me a while when I was preaching to an empty room here during COVID oh, to get used to that. I had, we had like 19 people in the room, so I could get fired up a little bit. But then when all of us got COVID, there were three of us in the room with COVID preaching ourselves. We all had COVID. So we became a COVID only sanctuary for two weeks. No, seriously. And so we got rid of everybody else and said, you can't come. Only the COVID people are here. Quarantine in the tower. We did. Mm. We did. And then what we do is we'd fumigate the place and he would do worship because he didn't have COVID. He'd come in on Thursday and tape the worship. And then we'd come in and do the preaching live behind his tape. Just, that was only for two weeks. I just want to say quarantine in the tabernacle should be like an album. Yeah. That does <laughs> just, sound pretty cool. Just saying. When there were three of us, it was tough. You know, I That's our heart of worship right there. It, it was tough. The tabernacle. It was tough. We I started with it. the 19, so it was easy. But when I got down to just me, Lucas, and, and my wife, it was like, okay. Mm. It, I feel like I was at my first student preaching. When I went to seminary, I had three people at my first church. So I felt like I was there. And it was rough. We didn't have three people when I left. We did better than that. But we did much better. We filled the place before I left. <laughs> it was a challenge. It was a challenge. Season, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I got that first Sunday to preach. There were like two other people. I was like, first of all, she already knows what I'm going to say. And, and secondly, I felt bad for the other person. And I said, I'm going to finish this, but we're going to have a church meeting tonight. We're going to talk about closing this church. If you can't get more than two people here, this preacher's not wasting two years of seminary here. So that night, they, it got out that I was going to close their church. I was a Methodist pastor in those days. And uh, and that night, 35 people showed up interested in their church. You know how all of a sudden you can beat the bushes? Members that we, they hadn't seen in decades showed up. Wow. Mm. So I said, it's amazing. We got you all, all out of here. Here's the deal. You all show up next Sunday. I won't close the church. By the time I left, there were about 70, 80 people in that little church that hold 30. We were hanging out from the rafters, you know. So it, cool. it was a fun thing. It, there was a real turnaround in the church. God really healed, healed awesome. the church, yeah. But but so you guys got the North City, got Mount Carmel. You've got an e-church going on. You're running it at 830 and 1030, so people can watch each of those on mm -hmm. Facebook, YouTube. I saw you've got this thing called The Move. That's your youth group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like fifth through high school. Yeah. And you've got this, uh, the Rhodes Kids. Yeah. So that's your children's program. you got a pretty cool looking set up here. Yeah. I like to steal some of this stuff. So people, you can go to the roads.church and check it out. Let me, let me talk about, ask a question about your pastor, uh, Chad and Don, tell me, tell me, talk bad about them for a minute. <laughs> Never. Now, what do you want to say no, about it? No, no, no. Yeah. Definitely no, no. don't have anything bad to say. They look, I mean, he just, they just look like a fantastic pair. And yes. I listened to a few of the shows today. Just fantastic. Tell me a little bit about the vision of, uh, Chad and Don and the roads church. Give me a little bit of a heart of that. Yeah. So you know, growing up in, in the roads, actually it used to be called Crossroads. And so um, Pastor Chad was the associate pastor when I was growing up. And then he took over, um, I think it was about 15 years ago, um, as lead pastor. Um, and then a couple of years ago changed uh, the name to the Roads Church. I think that's cool. I, there's yeah. a lot of Crossroads. I have not seen anybody just go to the Roads Church. Yeah. I've yeah. seen a lot. I mean, that was a great move. And there's I, a Crossroads I, in every town yeah, yeah, yeah. A church, literally. when you yeah. go google on that it's everywhere when you go right. to like this it's no that, i think this is brilliant i think yeah. the logo's brilliant i i just because i do that that's what my my a doctorate in church development is a doctorate in church marketing so mm. i mean i mean you guys have got great marketing you got great appeal and then you've got great from what i can hear great content just great content thank so, you so go, go ahead tell me a little bit about yeah. the vision what's yeah. the vision and mission so the the vision with the roads church was connecting people with jesus from all roads of life and so just our main focus is, you know, making everyone feel welcome from wherever background you come from. But the main agenda is connecting you with Jesus, not connecting you to our church or to our denomination or right. to our whatever. It's just connecting people straight to Jesus and, and letting him it. do the work. 
I love it. That's what we're about here as well. I, I you guys communicate it well, and you, you do all that stuff well. T- t- so you, you, how you, you're in Destin, you're in North City, somewhere you guys met. Where did you meet? Oh gosh. So Jared and I both auditioned for us an ensemble that would be singing at the Museum of the Bible in Washington D.C. I saw that Bible Institute or yes. Museum of the Bible. Your deal. So so where did you meet? So the audition was in Nashville. He was living oh. there. Went to college at Belmont in Nashville and was working at Lifeway headquarters. And I was in Destin, Florida. Had finished college. Wasn't sure what I was doing with my life. And I got a call about this audition, and I was like, "Yes, sign me up." So. We met and um, we were, eight of us are in this ensemble. We were offered the job on the spot. And you got, so you did go to the Bible. So we did, we did. And it was a a four month contract. You got like a double win. You met each other and you get married and you got the job. And and I actually, before, you know, we had been out of college a few years, you know, weren't dating anyone or anything like that. And so I actually had this like feeling like I'm gonna meet my wife um when i went to the audition very cool and and we thought there was going to be a lot of people there because we had did like a video submission and they said come do the live audition yeah this was supposed to be a callback you're the first dude and i grew up in memphis so a lot of people from nashville i spent a lot of time i got family in nashville now you're the first person that i've ever seen go to nashville to get a wife everybody goes to nashville to be a country music star well they're gonna break <laughs> it they're gonna come out right. and, and you had the foresight to go there's something prophetic in there for my, my future yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. And I, I actually, when when I went to Belmont, it was like seventy percent women, and so it was like. So you know Nashville pretty good then, because you've been. To yeah, school, yeah, yeah. So I I met a lot of girls, but it was like no, it, God was God was saving Hillary for me. So, that's cool. and, but we walked into the audition, and there was only eight people there, and I was like, where are all the other people auditioning? So, so there was I don't like, see my wife I was like, here. Lord, you already narrowed it down. There was only four girls because there's four guys and yep. four girls. So I was like, and one of the girls, okay, this married. is going to be easier than 25% I thought. Like, chance. Yeah. Right. Very right. good. Very good chance. Yeah. Like, so it, it happened. It so happened was she quick. the first pick or was her, did you have to work through the other three? <laughs> oh Let's just, gosh. we want to find out. I'm seeing what kind of trouble I can call <laughs> yeah. today. Now, we, did, did you come plan? Did you come thinking I'm going to leave here with a potential husband? Well, how, how old were we? Like 24? Or I just turned 25, yeah. Yeah. and I was like, Lord, it's it's uh, about time. Yeah. Oh, really? You came <laughs> ready? We were ready. Golly. But, I mean, yeah, we walked in the room, and neither of us felt like, there they are. You know, it yeah. wasn't that moment. And actually, I so, did the same thing with my wife. Yeah. Not the first time. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't love at first sight, but it was no. maybe love at first conversation. So what happened? Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll, t- I'll give you a little bit of mine, but you, I want what struck you in the conversation mm. that you thought she could be your wife? Uh, I just felt accepted for who I was. Very cool. I think so. What did you, when did, when did you think that was possible? Was it in that conversation or did you take a little bit more time? We had a rehearsal camp at the end of our time and we all kind of sat around for a long time and just shared our stories. And Jared got very open and and shared about, you know, his testimony and what he had walked through. And I was like, Oh, I could partner with, with him in ministry. So it wasn't just you could see a relationship. I see him, yeah. and I, there's an attraction there. No, it was. Well, oh, maybe a little bit, right? There no, had to no, be no. a little there bit. Was, <laughs> I mean, there definitely yeah. was attraction, ah, and I think I'm I was, rooting for you myself, brother. <laughs> I think I was. I was. She had her eyes closed the whole time, and you know, she just <laughs> fell in love. No, I'm just kidding. I think I was attracted maybe first, but I just hearing that, hearing his testimony, That's so good. I was like, whoa, this is beyond, you know, just butterflies, and um, yeah. Very cool. When, when my, my, my wife and my wife and I were set up on a on a blind date with Shane Bishop, 
And I went and met her. I, I couldn't handle the blind date thing because she could have been snaggletooth and really ugly and stuff. And so I slipped over and kind of went in and met her where she worked beforehand just so she could also, if she saw me, thought she could, you know, come up with a hangnail or something. And so but we did. And so we ended up going out with our, with our best friends, her best friend growing up. And, and we went out together. She was from the, she's from DeCoin. Come on. It's New, North City West. Oh. You know, it's like, <laughs> no. What's the best thing to come State out of fair, what's, fair. A, what's the best the thing to come ground. out of the coin is uh, Interstate Fifty One. Get out of there, you know. Yeah. So, so she's from the coin, you know. And I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. I'm from the place where there's action and there's music and there's there's life. And and we were like country and city mouse. And we just, yeah. I mean, it was fine, but it was nothing. Some stupid reason. I said when we got done with the day, I thought, well, let's try another one. So on the second one, she had a young daughter, and this I said, why don't you bring your daughter this time? So we went on another date, and and with and we took. I made Shane and Melissa go with us. Had it really? I had better time with the daughter than her, and, uh, and I and I I was done. And when we got back to her apartment in Decoin, I took her upstairs and I thought, I am done with this. Went, See, you wouldn't want to be it. And and I turned around and walked down the steps of her house. This is January, and, and it, it was like a sixty-five degree evening, beautiful moonlit evening. I walked down the steps and thought, I'll never see this chick again. I mean, I'm serious. There was just nothing wrong, but just no connection, zero. I mean, zero. And she said the Lord told her to follow me. I heard the door follow behind me. I thought, oh man, this girl's gonna stalk me. Exactly what I thought, boom, the door slammed. I turned around, the moon hit her eyes. Mm. I looked into her eyes and I saw Jesus Christ in her eyes. Mm. I saw the Lord in her eyes. I fell in love with her right then. Awesome. She hexed me with some sort of spell. From <laughs> she told me later on that the Lord told her to follow me. And, 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 and we fell in love. I went back to my best friend and said, I think I'm going to marry her the next morning. He said, you were rude. You were better with her. What? He thought I'd lost, Shane thought I lost my mind. I said, no, I fell in love with her. I said, I could see Christ in her. Mm -hmm. And I was young in Christ and I could see myself growing with her. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was just like that. Yep. Mm -hmm. It was like nothing for two dates and boom, it was like everything. So I'm still mm -hmm. in love with her. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like 33 years later. I'm still, still doing it. All right, praise God. Let me, That's good. Okay, look, tell us about your call into worship. How, how did you get into worship? How did how, either one of you? How did go here? You go first, Hillary. How, how okay. did you get started yeah. in worship? All right. Well, both my parents uh, were leading worship uh, when I was young. I mean, they were music are musicians, and um, Dad went to Southwestern Seminary in Texas, and. Um, just full Southwestern Theological Seminary in Texas. Yes. That's where Shane Bishop's dad, Fred Wynn. That's where all the good Baptists go. Uh, that's right. That's yes. the number one seminary for Baptists. Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby. So we were, me and my brother were trailer babies out there in eastern Texas. and uh, Not to be confused with the, the with the liberals from the Louisiana New Orleans Seminary. Right. right. Yeah, it's yeah, different. Yeah. It's different. But I've been told that many times on my trips with Fred. So you grew up around preachers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they were traveling, doing music evangelism on the road. We didn't have a choice me i'm the oldest of three and so we grew up around worship our parents leading worship did you um, live in san did you live in san antonio for a while so we were in fort worth fort worth for just a couple years um i long story short went to 14 different schools growing up wow um you're like a like a military child right there. people think military i'm like no not no quite. preacher's kids all my kids were Ministry in the lord's kids. army my, well yeah. i was a methodist preacher we moved about every three four years so for a while my kids moved everywhere too as well, yeah so. yeah so yeah, you didn't have a choice. You, I mean, you were singing for your supper. You were entering in and, and helping lead worship. Um, so I, I loved it. Um, at first, it was like kind of 
come on, Hillary, sing, you know. But I was surrounded by people in within the churches and in the body of Christ that would speak words over me, and I didn't know what that even meant, you know, at right. a young age. But, man, it was constantly people were saying, hey, God has anointed you. He's called you to lead people in worship. And, and I kind of fought that because I went to college and did, uh, have a degree in vocal performance, and I thought, hey, I'm going to go. Um, I went to musical theater school in Manhattan. Um, I didn't mention my parents actually split and divorced when I was seven. And so that caused a domino effect that led us to move so many times. Um, Ended up in Manhattan and... um, Anyways, did some musical theater stuff. A wide range of places you've lived. I mean, wide. I know, so I'm babbling back. And now you're in North City. My goodness. And now I'm in the cornfields. You know how I feel about country and city mice. You've lived in all of them. Yes. Yes. So how'd you get into ministry? So so kind of a a little bit similar, but not. But as far as, you know, I grew up in a musical family as well. And um, my parents... Um, have served the Lord, you know, faithfully for my whole life. And so just, and my grandparents, my dad's parents, just modeling that from a young age of what it looks like to love the Lord and devote your life to him. And so um, been singing since I was, you know, three and, and same thing. Mom would bring me up on stage, leading worship with her. You guys come out of Levitical families. Both of you come out of Levitically worshiping families. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Yep. And so, and kind of the same thing, I went for vocal performance at, at Belmont and still wanting to pursue Christian music. Um, but, um, you know, so leading worship was, is just who I am. Very, very cool. Yeah. Well, let, let me, let me ask you here. Um, you get a better graphic up here. Uh, for you guys, I, you can go in either or Jared can go first, maybe this time for you. What is the heart of worship? That's what we're really trying to get at in this episode. We'll get deeper in the next episode or two, but for you, what is that core heart of worship for you? What are you trying to get at when you, when you go to worship God by yourself or either when you're leading other people with you into the presence of God, what, what does that look like for you? For me and, and God's really, you know, still just revealing new, new things to us has really shifted our perspective on worship. Even in the past couple of years, um, just through revelation um, from the word and and from you know other other writings and things like that, but um, really for me it's the engaged heart with the Lord, and really prayer is such a huge part of worship. And I for me it's almost worship and prayer have been a marriage to me lately, of when I'm in prayer, ministering to the Lord adoring him surrendering to him through prayer and worship and it's really to me the surrendered heart to the lord through prayer and through engaging with him in relationship um that's really what it's been for me lately and 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 it's always been that um but it's really that marriage to me of prayer and that connection to the lord gosh i like that that marriage of worship and prayer and 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 engaging this i love that the uh the what the, i'm trying to think of, i'm trying to kind of read my, the heart when you kind of take the heart and you kind of connect it together through worship worship kind of pulls you into and we'll talk about that a little bit in the, maybe in the next episode how it kind of pulls you into a rhythm kind of pulls you into kind of connecting with god mm-hmm. and then the prayer is how you actually begin to have that conversation mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah yeah i love it how, how about for you hillary how do you how do you see it i mean i echo that entirely and um, just thinking more so of, of where is the posture of our heart um, as we're engaging in worship. And that, that really has helped me to recently to just gauge, okay, am I connected to him in the word, in my prayer time? 
you know, and that's, that's where my, my worship, my praise, my adoration of him is coming from. And if, if I'm, cause let's be honest, if we're, you know, it's a Sunday morning and maybe we're not feeling it in our flesh, but man, yeah. if our spirit man is, is filled up and, and we are truly submitted to him, then it's not about how we feel in our flesh. It's about, uh, that surrender and submission to the King and, mm. uh, yeah. And the word and and really the what the Lord's been showing me and revealing to me is that worship is unto Him. It's to Him. So we sing songs about Him, but true worship is unto Him. So that right. vertical worship and 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 you know we've seen a lot of even songs and worship that end up about us. Yeah, yeah I agree. And <laughs> you know encouraging us, which are which are good songs, but w- true worship, you know, somebody said, you know, you hear a lot of people say, well, worship just blessed me today when I was in worship. And that could actually be in the wrong way if, if, if you're just receiving, because worship has I, to be I, a giving. I think what you're, I think what you're saying is, is very, if everybody listens really carefully here to what he's saying, I think it's very insightful. This comes yeah. out of somebody who's been a Levitical worshiper, your families are, you're not trying to insult somebody for saying, well, I really, no. that song really, got, I got my groove on today. <laughs> right. It's mm-hmm. all about me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I felt invigorated. We want you to feel that. Yes. We're yeah. really want, yes. that's assume, but that's not the heart of worship. Right. The yeah. heart of worship is the one we worship. Right. Yeah. The goal right. isn't what we can get from him. It's what we can bring. We to worship him. an audience mm-hmm. of one, not, mm-hmm. not, not, not for ourselves. So what you're saying is, see if you can rearticulate that again. Yes. I think it was really yes. good. I, your, your focus is, is him. It's him. Yeah. It's him. It's, it's all, all about him. him. It's all him. Yeah, it's all about him. And and religion can become all about us. Yeah, it, we, we, when, when, somebody, about we, us. when you tell a worship leader that, boy, I really got something out of the worship today, well, we appreciate, got something out of the preaching today, I really appreciate that. What I'd like to know is, did you connect with him? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Did you, did you, did you, did you spend time with Jesus today? Could mm-hmm. you crawl up in his lap today <laughs> right. and feel his presence? Did, did, did the, if I preach the word or if Chad's preaching the word, if, if I preach the word so well that they can hear God's call for their life, then, then I'm happy about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah. need to tell you, I, I preach another good sermon. I mean, who needs another good sermon? Cause we, cause we can sing notes that give people chills. You, right. Right. We can sing melodies that calm you down, but to vertically engage God but is what you're talking about. If you're going to be healed, set free heart change, we can't do that for you. No. If Only his presence isn't him. there, it's his presence. We'll so, leave. Yeah. The same and, and what you're saying by the surrender of the heart is, it's not about what I get. I'm going to completely yield myself. I'm not even in the equation. Matter of fact, I'm donating myself. <laughs> yes. You know, I'm sacrificing myself. A complete, you know, I was, you know, it's like Romans 12, a complete living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You know, we 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 say that scripture, but we don't understand. It's really not about what I get out of worship. It's what I can give the one I mm-hmm. that's the only one that's worthy of my worship. Yep, yep. That's that's a powerful. Way. That's a very one directional approach. Yes. And it's not that the by, I believe the byproduct of that engagement, that connection, that surrender will mean I'll have a better life. Absolutely. Because nobody loves me more than he does. Mm-hmm. As much as my wife and I love each other, I, I'm never confused that God loves us more. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so I think we can selfishly get our byproduct out, but I don't think we can as long as we stay in the way. Right. And that's what we've seen just even in our corporate worship. The more that we focus completely on Jesus, magnifying, adoring, ministering to him, mm-hmm. he shows up in a greater way. Agreed. And then 
the byproduct, like you said, is the healing, is the presence, is the power that we all desperately need. Yeah, I think a lot of people, and I, I I'm, you know, I, I like to listen to Joel Osteen. I'm not picking on Joel, but, but Joel has a very Norman Vincent Peale style. If you know that, you're a little bit young for that. But Norman Vincent Peale was a power of positive thinking guy. So he always had a positive word for the day. So he kind of left encouraged, you know, you know, oh yeah, you know, you know, it's like it's like pumping up a salesman to go out and sell twelve more vehicles, you know, and so. When you listen to Joel, you get that very, It's everybody's kind of getting that positive word for the day. And I always tell people, I think hearing the word of God of worship won't always be a positive experience. It could be an emptying experience. It could be, uh, it could be a filleting experience. Gosh. Worship can be right. Right. It, it can be, yeah. it can be invigorating, but I think it really needs to be what, what my Lord says I need. And so the vulnerability that I open mm. up and I opening up my heart and, and, and doing that is different. So I, I never think that we have to, it's not the power of positive thinking. I think it's the power of opening ourselves to the power of God. It's the power of repentance. And that, that's very, exactly so. <laughs> and repent, you may find in repentance that God is pleased with you. And he says, because you've been so faithful, I, I've got a little more to give you. Or you may find out, hey, you've got too much. I need to take you down a bit. I mean, God, God has a woodshed. God has a bonus house. God sometimes just says, Hey, you just need to sit by the still waters and rest, mm. you know, and you won't know that unless you empty yourself and find out what he wants. And, and really the song that we, that we shared comes from second Chronicles seven fourteen, And that's, that's truly the heart of worship. If my people who were called by my name will humble. So it starts with us humbling ourselves in prayer, seeking his face, turning, which is the repentance. Yep. Then good. those are the three things that are first. Okay, and then, okay, and then the okay, healing okay, comes. Okay, okay, stop, stop, stop. Okay, the last question because you're you're answering the question. The last question is what are your what are your core values? What are your three, or, two or three or four core values? You just give me three things. What are your two or three core values to helping people get to the heart of worship? Now, give me those again because you just answered my last question. <laughs> yeah, it's but, humbling ourselves in prayer. Second Chronicles seven fourteen would seven be your be your emphasis. Yes. So yeah. humble. Go ahead. Yep. Humility. I love it. Seeking. All right. He writes fast. I write very fast. <laughs> oh, that was two, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, two. You have you have third one. I was going to ask you if you have <laughs> turning, two. Turning, 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 turning. It's turn. It's turning before repentance. Turning. Repentance. It starts with repentance. Yeah, turning from. From sin and turning to him. So, so the repentance comes, the the humility, and then the seeking. You right? have to humble yourself to repent. Yeah. Right? So, so it'd yeah, be yeah, one, yeah. two, three. Yeah. So, so yes. for you, for, yes, yes, yes. for you to be able to engage in, in through prayer, you would have to enter into relationship. That would mean you'd have to say, "I'm not the one." Humble. You're going to have to turn from from your plan and go to his repentance, and then finally you got to seek. That and that's where you might get something back that you can go and say, "Hey, that was really good for me today. I got healed, or I got right. a message, or or you know, the Lord showed me I'm going to get a wife when I go to Nashville." <laughs> you know, you, well, on the back side of that, won't he do it? Right, right. but it's kind of like adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. That's an acronym we use for prayer and teaching people how to pray. You know, start with, "Hey, gracious Lord, uh, I confess my sins to you. I thank you for what you give me, and now here's what I need." The best thing when you need money from your dad is not to go up and say, hey, dad, dude, give me some money. The best thing is to say, dad, don't you look good today? What, you look like you're losing a little weight? You know, hey, I'm sure sorry I didn't get that all done all the time this week. I was going to mow the yard. And uh, I'm sure thankful for everything you mom do for me. By the way, now can I have 20 bucks? I've always found it's better to talk to your father when you've properly put yourself before the father. You know, whether it's your dad or whether it's your heavenly dad, you know. And when you realize that he is 
all of the things that you need. It's not he's got all the things that you he need. He is. He is the things that you need. So he is healing. He is hope. It's not we don't have to beg him for the things that we need from him. We just seek him and when we get him, we get we get all of it. Yeah. And we you, get everything. And you know, that's one of my life scriptures, Matt, Matthew 6, 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God right. and his yeah. righteousness and yeah, yeah, yeah. all the other things. Because people say, I say, well, you got to love God first. Well, so I, well, what about my wife? You love God first, you, you, he'll let you love your wife equally. Because yep. he yeah. loves your wife first. So seek him first and he'll put your kids first. Seek him first. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can love him first, all these other things can magically be first because he's a God able to do that. You are not able to do that like that. You put him first, everything else falls in line. Yep. That's right. Your priorities will always be good. So so basically for you, the heart of worship for both of you, it's just a, it's really a deeply surrendered connection to God, mm. you know, through prayer, through worship and stuff. And, and you recommend uh, getting humbled, getting in a repentant attitude, and seeking his face seeking yeah. his face i love it. his presence is everything it. that's that's our that's our number one core value at, at the roads is his presence is everything i love that we're gonna go farther that's that's part one you guys did a good job did a great did, did, ben did they do a good job oh yeah that's great you guys are sharp man hey we're, we're gonna tell you one more time the roads church go check it out the roads.church the roads.church go check out their service times eating and the new where's the new location at Carlinville, Carlinville, Illinois. Illinois, North City, Mount Carmel. Check all that up at the roads.church. Go check them out. Great stuff. We will have Jared and we will have Hillary back in part two of this series. And we'll we go deeper and deeper in this in just a little bit. So we're glad you've joined us at On the Dock. And uh, it's going to be great. Ben, did you, did you get something out of this? I always do. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah we'll steal all their so, stuff for Sunday. Always Sunday, Sunday yeah. yeah, I know. Join us at the next episode on the doc.org, and we'd love to have you uh, find out more about us there. Go find there. If you go to on the doc.org, you can get links to all of our broadcast sites, all of our platforms. You can get right there. It'll beam you right there, and you can work it out. Email us if you've got any questions at info at on the doc.org, and check out our broadcast sites right there. But we'd mostly like to hear from you on our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Telegram, Getter. Uh, go write us, talk to us, and we'll get you linked up to them and find out more about them. And when you find these things, hit, hit subscribe and like and notify all those kind of things. And again, we'd love to have you as a sponsor on our Patreon site. Go to my Patreon, look up on the dock and find out how you can be a partner four ways, how you can be a sponsor three ways. And, oh, let me back up. Jared, if they live in the North City or anywhere on that side of the state, Mount Carmel, could they come to church at your church? Absolutely. We'd Come love to have us. them. Carlinville, we'd love to have you there. We would love uh, to. If you're on this side of the state and you don't want to drive that far to that side of the state because fuel is $5,000 a gallon, <laughs> uh, Community Faith Church meets at 1030 on Sundays, or 10 o'clock on Sunday. You guys got me talking at 1030. 10 o'clock on Sunday, 630 <laughs> we on Wednesdays. We'd love to have appreciate you. It. Yeah, <laughs> they would. We're, we have a live TV as well at COFTV.com, Facebook, YouTube. We're also now on Rumble. We on Rumble. I'm and learning about new platforms. We use SermonNet. Right? Oh, yeah. SermonNet. We, we got Getter, but we're not doing live feed yet. You can do live, but they limit it to an hour. So very soon, Getter. So check us out if you don't. If you're if you're over on their side of the state, go to the roads. If I'm over there, I'm going to the roads. It's a. It sounds like a great church. We'll look forward to having you guys back. Thank you so much, both Thank of you guys. You. Thank, Thank you, Ben. You so much. Lucas, Mother Beth, who I think went to get us something, but uh, we'll see you back on the next one. Thanks for joining us at On the Dock. We'll be back for part two of this series, Southern Illinois Worship Leaders, with Jared Mitchell in part two. Lord bless you, and we'll see you soon on the Dock with Pastor. Troy.
Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Cover our sin. Cover our sin. And holy fire consume. Open our eyes to see like you do. Restore, you restore. 
Humble ourselves before 